Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Rootless Living Podcast in episode number 82. My name is Damien Ross, and I'm the host of the Rootless Living Podcast and the publisher of the Rootless Living Magazine. I've been a full-time RVer and digital nomad since 2017. If you haven't already, head over to rootlessliving.com and grab a free digital subscription and start reading the only magazine that is covering what it is like to live a life that is still full of travel while you're working, aka being a digital nomad. On this episode, I chat with Gabor. I think that's how you say his name. We had a bunch of laughing trying to figure it out between us. There's a way to say it in German, and there's the way I say it. And Laura, and we get into what it's like saving up some money, quitting your jobs, and hitting the road in a van, and traveling through Europe. But like always, before I say too much, let's get into the episode. All right, with that, I want to welcome Laura and Gabor to the show. How are you guys? Pretty good. <laughs> yes, very good. We had an event- adventurous day today. Yes. I bet. We we had this scheduled for last week, um, full disclosure. Well, actually, this is what I asked. You can tell them, where are you guys right now in the world? We are in Italy near ne- Neapel. Yeah, Pompeii, actually, to be exact. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so we had a little internet difficulties. Uh, this is an international internet call, which is kind of fun, too. So we'll, uh, we'll see how the internet does. Sounds like it's working well now. What I'd like to do is, I know the kind of full-time nomad life is new to you guys. Let's go back before April of 2021. Where were you guys living? What were you guys doing? And what made you decide to jump in a van and travel full-time? Yeah, well, good question. <laughs> we we lived in Berlin for around uh, five years. I was studying a civil uh, environmental engineering and Gabo was in, in media yeah, and I don't know, big city and work life and everything got a little bit exhausting. Yeah, like, I mean, the first two years in Berlin have been super fun. <laughs> I mean, people all around the world know Berlin for the nightlife and the stuff you can do. But like after one, two, three, three years, it's more like, I don't know, it gets kind of exhausting when all of your friends live around, scattered all around the city and you kind of get stuck in your routine and <laughs> it's not so fun anymore. Um which is basically when Laura said, maybe we should go travel for half a year, maybe. And this idea kind of evolved into... I don't know when we go back. <laughs> yeah, why not travel for open end? Yes. I gotcha. And then, I mean, where did the idea, the idea come from? Uh, were you guys like watching social media? Or did you guys have friends that had done this in the past? Was this just a, you know, an idea that you've had for a while? Yeah, we. I um, always wanted to go to Southeast Asia and then to Australia and then COVID happened. So we kind of got stuck with the idea, let's do a van life. And yeah, that's how it began. We saw it on Instagram. We thought, yeah, well, let's try to... Let's try to do the same, and because we have nothing to hold us back, we have no... No kids, no flat, no yeah. jobs anymore, so... We just try to be on the road as long as we can. So, yeah, we had the idea for a long time, but I don't know, kind of felt right to do it right now. Yes. So, explain kind of what it's been like uh, so far. I mean, again, you're kind of fairly new to it. What have been, mm-hmm. what's been like your travel schedule? Where are you guys staying? That kind of stuff. And then you, also you can tell us what you're living in too. Yeah, we have like a really small van. It's like a Kangoo Maxi. Yeah, it's more like a micro camper. It's not a proper van. You, it, it's, it's basically a driving bed. <laughs> That's it. We, we shower outside. We cook outside. We do everything under like a small tarp. Um, 
and we sleep in the van. That's basically, it's a very basic lifestyle. Yeah, and I think since we traveled, we have like a really exhausting traveling because we wanted to discover a lot after after the past years of city life you just want to do a lot all day long and this kind of got exhausting so now we kind of try to get more chilly days yeah. into our routine but we still struggle to get a nice routine on traveling yeah, That's super routine hard. is the thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, like the first couple months we were rushing because we wanted to see this place and this place and this city and now that we are doing it for about four months now we kind of Yeah, we evolve the routine and kind of get slow used down to it. A yeah, slow bit. down a bit. We don't have to do eight hours on the road all day just to get to this spot, to this exact yes. spot. If it's nice, we just, yeah, park there and enjoy. Now, where did you guys start from and where are you guys now? And then, like, you know, kind of where did you go in between? Like the route? Basically. Yeah, like, I mean, give us kind of like some of the, the, the highlights, if you would. I mean, I've lived and traveled in 45 states in the last four years. It would be hard for me to Holy. yeah, bring you through all of that. But, you know, I mean, with you guys being kind of new, um, just give me an idea of kind of what your travel schedule has been like over the last couple months. Well, most of the, like, smaller Instagram travelers we found were... I don't know, in the west side of Europe. So Spain, Italy, I don't know, no. not Italy, Spain, Portugal, Portugal and France. So the idea was, yeah, basically to why not go there, maybe meet some people. So we had to France and Spain first and slowly went down the coast up until to the Algarve, you say in English, I guess, uh, in Portugal. Portugal. Yeah, and then slowly went back up. So basically like the coastal route and went into Barcelona and some, some bigger cities. But yeah, we've been there for two and a half months on the mm -hmm. western side of Europe. And then we've... And then we did a Balkan and went to Turkey and we kind of got stuck in Turkey. Yeah, we kind of, <laughs> yeah, we kind of fell, fell, fell in love with Turkey. We had no idea that it's such a beautiful country and the people are the nicest people we've ever met, honestly. We've wanted to stay there for like three weeks, maybe four weeks, travel around a bit on the left side of the country. And it's been like 10, 10 weeks, I think. Yeah, in total we've been... Man, we yes. almost drive up to the Syrian borders to the eastern eastern side of Turkey, and oh, we had such good experiences there. Really, yeah, I think Turkey in total was the best country we visited so far. Yeah, <laughs> and then we went to Albania, but only for a week, and now we're in Italy. So yeah, we took the ferry from Albania to Italy, and now we're slowly working our way back up. Now, does Europe have what we kind of have here? Are there like traditional campgrounds that you go and you rent a spot and you stay in? Or is it you just finding more like what we refer to, refer to as boondocking, where you're finding just places to stay on land that's available for free? You're both. Yeah. It really depends on the country. Yeah. For example, in Turkey, it's totally acceptable to sleep everywhere It's if it's not like at an antique digging site or a national park where like the sea turtles come out because they're super protected and you can't sleep there. Mm -hmm. But most of the time in Turkey, we've been like wild camping. wild camping. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, especially when you're around driving in a micro camper where you don't have a proper shower or toilet or anything, um, we wanted to go on campsites just to, I don't know, make the get washing, the yeah, <laughs> get a proper shower, do like the laundry and stuff. So we kind of did both actually. Does Europe have kind of what we have here in the sense that we have, you know, a gym that crosses over all the states? One is called Planet Fitness, which allows a lot of the 
the van lifers to be able to have access to showers and restrooms. Does Europe have the same kind of thing or no? Oh, I mean, well, yeah, we have like, um, for example, I think it's called MacFit, mm. which is a, a totally European thing. But honestly, I don't think you can go inside there just to have a shower. Or... I don't know, actually. I mean, well, I mean, you have to be a I mean, member honestly, here in never... the States. I just would think you'd have to be a member there. I just know that when I talk to people that are that have a van that doesn't have a proper you know, bathroom, that they'll say, yeah, we joined Planet Fitness because there's one like pretty much everywhere. We can go in and you know, shower and do our things. We don't have to work out. We leave without working out, but we use the gym. For huh. Yeah, that kind of a thing. That's, That's actually a smart tip. I have never thought about that, honestly. We've always went to like maybe a cheap or small apartment to have a shower there or a campsite. Or camp rods, yeah. yeah, Never thought of going to the gym for that. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, that's probably what I love about the gym the most. <laughs> it's just going for the shower. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, we will totally honest. do that in the future. Yeah, I just didn't know if they Try had, like, out. what we refer to as kind of like a, a franchise where there's, you know, you're, you have one membership and then you have access to no matter where they are. And, I mean, obviously. Yeah, we have, we have like, a franchise like this. It's called McFit. I don't. Gotcha. I just never thought about going there for, for the bathrooms, actually. Yeah. That's a smart idea. <laughs> So for us to, obviously, sense. when we go from state to state, we're not leaving the country. And what's that mm -hmm. been like at borders and things of that nature? Because I, I do believe a lot of people here in the States that are, especially those that have, let's finish the lower 48, are thinking about Europe once like COVID restrictions are gone. But what's it like crossing border from country to country? Yeah, usually like there are no borders, only like we have yeah, the um, EU, EU. EU, EU so all the, all the countries are connected and some countries like Albania and Turkey, they're not connected. So these are the only countries that have borders. But now since COVID and all the restrictions, every country, country has a border and we have so many small countries. So mm -hmm. I think one day we had to cross like three different borders. Usually it's easy in Chile and they're super friendly. You just have to have your documents and then you wait and you have a, a little talk and that's it. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you just have to wait for hours. Yeah, especially like most of people going on vacation are going by car or by van as well because van life is super attractive at the moment. So there were a couple of countries that took us like two, three hours at the border. But like the border patrol was super chill. I mean, if they see you and they know you are just a camper, they don't really like do big searching with dogs or anything. And some countries even have like um, regulation. If you only pass through within, I don't know, 72 hours or 48 hours, they let you through without testing or anything. But we had to do some tests, some COVID tests for some countries, which, for example, in Bulgaria, the rapid test took us... <laughs> three hours so it wasn't that rapid gotcha. um but yeah it wasn't that hard actually it was pretty easy to cross countries and you know, let's talk about the language barriers and stuff like that what languages do you guys speak has that been pretty easy i mean obviously your english is really good so explain that to me how that happens well in in turkey it's super <laughs> super funny actually like nobody understands english but everybody knows the translator app. So yeah. everybody, when, when they check you, oh, okay, they don't speak Turkish, they all grab their phone and you just have a chat with your phone. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> awkward sometimes because there's like this two minutes of awkward silence where everyone's typing and showing <laughs> the screen to each other. But due to them being super friendly and um, welcoming, it never really has been 
that big of an issue because you can download the languages on the translator. So it doesn't matter where you are in the mountains or on the countryside, you can always get connected with people and talk to people via these apps. But besides Turkey, the most countries like here in Italy, it's quite easy with English. In in Spain, it was a little bit harder, but Gabor can speak um, a little Spanish. So it depends on which country. Sometimes yeah. you, you're lucky and everybody speaks English and sometimes you have to have a phone yeah. with you. Unexpectedly in Albania, the people were speaking very good, like English. Mm -hmm. um, and... I mean, for my languages, I can speak English, Hungarian and Spanish, but we haven't been in Hungary so far. Maybe we do that on the way back to um, visit my family. We'll see how that goes. Well, that brings me to a good point. Where are you guys both originally from? I'm just from Germany. <laughs> 100% native. Yes. No, um, actually, I'm 50-50. My, um, my dad was Hungarian and my mom's... Um, well, German. And a funny thing, I do have an American passport. I have family in Cleveland, Ohio, because I have this super weird family tree where my dad was a bit older than my mom and his first family was in Cleveland, Ohio. So I have like half brother brothers over there, which I haven't seen for quite a while, but I Zoom with them quite often. So once the borders and like our jobs and money comes rolling in and it's easier for us to travel there, we definitely want to go visit them. That's funny that you have a, a family here. I love how Laura said, I'm just German. Like, like that's not like, <laughs> like, like it's a bad thing or something, or it's not that great. It's, you're German. It's amazing. That's awesome. I love how, you know, obviously uh, you're a 50-50. Um, and and I'm, I'm picking up like slight differences, obviously, in our language. Like you guys say chili. And you don't actually mean like it's cold out. That's like your way oh, of yeah, saying like it's cold. Oh, I, I, wanted, I wanted to tell you, Laura, but we all, were already chatting. Chili is like cold and chill is chill. Oh. It's like saying it's frosty. <laughs> yeah, but isn't it like also like you guys use it as a way to like where it's like relaxed and okay, right? Like kind of like how... Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Our English sometimes is it's like kind of mixed up German English. Some We call it yeah. German English. Right, English. right. <laughs> that makes total sense. I was just trying to pick, because, you know, there's different slang everywhere. You know, even within languages, there's different slang. And so well, the first time I heard Chile, I thought yeah. you literally meant, like, you're looking for, like, cool weather. And then the next time when you were talking about the border, <laughs> I was like, oh, it means relaxed. I get it now. All right. We're good. We're there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, with you talking about, like, you know, coming to the States and stuff and work, what is it that you guys do right now for work that allows you to be able to travel? Uh, we we start saving some money after we got the idea. So we still live on our savings. And um, like I try to do uh, trading for now. And Gower is still looking for a job in media. And Yeah, actually it's looking good today. I got a, a reply from a ad company because I do like video editing and photo editing and, you know, like advertisements online on Facebook and whatever. Um, and it's looking pretty good. So if this works out, I might have like a, how do you say halftime job, like 20 hours a week mm -hmm. where I do like ads for, I don't know, fitness companies and whatever. But like Laura said, right now still savings, but it's looking not too bad for the job thing for the next couple months. We just try out different things and see how it goes and how we like it. And yeah. And even that's what I told my mom because our parents were kind of scared. Oh, you guys want to go to Turkey and blah. Um, even if everything will, I don't know, turn out pretty bad and we will have zero money left in two months or whatever, 
what's the matter? We go back, we find a new job. We don't have, like we said, anything that holds us back to not go on travels anymore. So if, yeah, if it doesn't work out, we go back, save some more money and try again. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that the, like the parent relationship is the same, no matter where you're from, when someone decides to, Always. yeah, like just say, Hey, we're going to go on a trip. We're going to spend some time with her. We're doing it on savings or we're doing it while we're working. There still seems to always be family member. Like, what are you doing? It's crazy. And that's kind of funny to hear that you're still dealing with that because obviously, you know, I, I spent some time in Europe in my twenties and I probably shouldn't have gone in my twenties. I feel like Europe was a little, I was a little too young to go to Europe to really appreciate it at that age in the sense that I should have went a little later in life. But I, I'm a big in, like encouragement here in the States of telling people that in their 20s, they should travel around in the United States for a while. And even if they go from job to job or if they have remote work, I think it's really important because it just opens your eyes to yes. you know, different places. Like, I mean, my, my Turkey is West Virginia. Like, I just didn't expect to <laughs> like it as much as I did and, and how much it really spoke to me and how much it surprised me where, you know, that's what I, when you guys were kind of describing Turkey, that's what I kind of felt like, or I love that when we're on these trips, there are these surprise areas that we didn't expect to just enjoy and like so much. Yeah, 100%. I feel like, especially when I talk to my grandma or uncle or whatever, if people, especially in Germany, because let's face it, Germans are a bit conservative sometimes, especially in the South. Um, when they hear you, oh, we want to do this crazy lifestyle of not being sure what our jobs are going to be like, not sure how the future is going to look like. They are scared because they kind of still have this mindset of you have to be safe. You have to have your job for 30, 40 years to, to have the savings to, I don't know, to have money in the, in the future so you can be old in peace, kind of. Right. But it's not like this anymore. <laughs> it's not like this. Yeah, and you said half-time for work. I mean, we refer to it as kind of part-time. But you said 20 hours, which is basically the same. So in Europe, you guys are still like a full-time job. It's still 40 hours a week? Yes. Yep. 40 hours plus. <laughs> is it? Okay. And then, but is, you know, we hear kind of funny little, I would say, rumors about the differences. Um, here in the States, when we go on vacation, we're not really on vacation. If we even do go on vacation, which is very rare. Even companies that have you know, unlimited vacation, very few people take full advantage of it or even really can afford to take a two-week proper vacation. In Europe, how is that for you guys when you guys did have jobs? Were you guys vacationing? Yes, definitely. I think uh, we usually have like between 25 and 30 days holidays. And the most people, not everybody, but even the, the younger people just turn off their phones and don't check their emails and just don't be um, available for work in these days when you're on vacation. I think that's a big difference. And you usually, like sometimes you can't have four weeks in a row, depending on what job you have. Mm -hmm. But usually you can have like one week or two weeks in a row. And that's when the most people are flying somewhere or driving somewhere and have like two weeks holiday. Yeah, maybe two weeks in the summer, two weeks in the winter for yes. the holidays at home. Even if it's just like jumping into the car and driving to like three hours south to chill on the lake in a and b or something. But especially the people we know in the big city kind of needed a break from all this huge, how do you say, big city anonymous thing. <laughs> yeah, you just need a break. So people go on vacation pretty much. Yeah, it does seem like it's still like what we're hearing in the sense that 
it, it's a lot more of a priority kind of where you're from uh, than here in the States, which is sad that we've gotten away from it. We've gotten into this like where it's almost like a, a badge of honor if you work a lot and you never vacation. You know, I mean, I think I, I saw something with Bill Gates recently where he talked about he never took one day off in his in his 20s, like from 20 to 29, he did not take a day off. And I'm like, I don't know if that's really something to be super proud about. Yes. What a sad youth. Yeah. Jeez. Even if you end up a billionaire, like what? Like what? Because look, yes. even, even at my age, I still wish I would have done this a lot younger just because I feel it would have been a lot easier just on my bones and my body and just how much, you're, you, know, yeah. you know, the hikes you can go on and all the activities you can do. It's just weird that we have this mentality that that somehow is success, that I didn't take time off, I didn't vacation, I didn't do things with my family. And what was funny is we just watched a uh, documentary about uh, uh, an Olympian, and it went back to footage of the 70s, and it was like, I feel like the 70s, they had more footage and took more vacation than we do now with all our technology. I don't have all this video of me, and it was crazy that you know we we just did things different than we do now for some reason. I don't know why it changed or when it changed, but it needs to go back to where we really go after vacations and time off and travel and do things. Amen. <laughs> really, totally, yes. Well, I do hope you get the gig because I, I think that would be amazing. Would that allow you to, you know, when you have a job in Europe, are you allowed to come to the States? And is it a different kind of visa than that? If you want to come and stay here and travel here in the States, have you guys looked into that at all? Um, well, due to me being a citizen in the United States, I can apply for jobs. The only thing is, we already thought about that. If I will take Laura with me, we probably have to get married over there because it's way easier to, yeah, let her being being with me. Otherwise, she has to uh, exit the country every three months and come back, and that's not like it's your life. Right. But um, with the job, with the new job, I might get. I actually, I don't know. I'm not even sure if it's like project based payment or, um, yeah, twenty hour payment or hourly payment. I I will have a Zoom call with the guy within the next week and we'll figure it out. But it's definitely remote. So so it's. Like oh, the, yeah. the job description was, we don't care where you are. It does, just matters what you that you do yeah, your job. The outcome matters. <laughs> yes. Doesn't matter where you are. Yeah, that's the so way. So we will see. That's, that's kind of the way we run our company in the sense that we we take great pride even when people that work with us say, "Hey, I'm not going to be you know have internet for like three or four days as we're traveling around in Alaska, let's say," and. That gets us really excited, you know, because we know they're going to get their work done. It doesn't matter that I can't get a hold of them at a moment's notice, but it's really cool Mm -hmm. that they're going to be doing things like way off grid. So that'll be great if you get that gig for sure. That'll be awesome. Yeah. Thanks, mate. I'm hoping so badly that it'll (laughs) turn out good. And I actually, I personally feel like, and you know, I mean, obviously I can't be a reference for you, but I feel like the, the digital nomads, the people that are traveling and working actually make incredible employees because they they're I mean as much as you would think that we have this like play work balance like really figured out I feel like we still work a lot you know what I mean like we're just like Uh let's just get work done and then when we play it's easy to play we don't have an hour commute to go play or you know we're right there you know as soon as we close our laptop we're out in the middle of wherever we wanted to be anyways and then we go right to that and we feel really refreshed so hopefully you know the people that are looking for remote kind of workers understand yes. that they're, they're great employees. And I honestly think, I don't know if that's just a weird feeling, but I honestly even feel like that I'm more productive since I'm like traveling, even if it's not like productive for a company, but I'm looking for jobs. 
um, I don't know, shooting Instagram footage or videos and just like doing stuff because I want to do stuff even more than just like the seven or eight hours I did in one day back in the company days. Because I don't know. You're more relaxed. Yeah, and you're, yeah you're, you're more. It sounds yeah. cheesy, but I have this super creative surrounding, which wants, which I don't know, makes me to do, huh. wants me to do things. And you get to know yourself much better and you just can't figure out better what you really want to do and if you find it you have more fun doing it instead of just being in a job in a company and just do something for eight hours just to get some money yeah and come home sit on the couch do some netflix and repeat yeah yeah you know what i mean it, what you're saying isn't crazy at all because if you think about the time that we spend you know whether it was cleaning our home or doing yard work or being in a commute or being in an office and you know, a coworker comes and they want to dump on you what's going on in their marriage or with their family. Now you got to deal with that. And then you're in a cubicle, let's say, trying to be creative, which is impossible, I really feel like. And you uh -huh. compare that to this life, of course, there's no comparison. You're going to be a better employee in this life. And one, yes, you might work more hours. If you work less hours, it's still probably more work getting done than the old job. Mm -hmm. You don't have the micromanagement mm -hmm. of a, you know, of a boss and things of that nature. So no, it it's, As long as you have internet, it's a great way to work. Like, it's the best way to work. I feel like every, uh, I'm assuming you guys have, like, customer service, like, departments where you call, you know, someone and complain about something about, you know, your laptop's not working or your cell phone mm -hmm. is broken. I feel like those would be perfect jobs for those people. You know, I'd much rather talk to a customer <laughs> service rep that's in a van down by the, the lake that's, like, you know, just in a great mood because they just had this beautiful sunrise and now they get to talk to you about why your phone's not working. They're going to be in a much better mood. Yeah. totally man that's a niche we should we should start a company about that <laughs> the happy customer service rep <laughs> like for sure Hell yeah <laughs> that'd be so cool well you know so uh laura what were you doing before um you know obviously you saved up all this money to go on this trip where were you working what were you doing before you left well a lot <laughs> like uh, like i said i was studying and um before i came to berlin i did like studying and working as an uh draftswoman like how you say drawing all the buildings you're gonna build for an architecture gotcha. and then i moved to to berlin because it wasn't the thing i want to do so i changed to environmental engineering and then the, the typical berlin thing i worked in a bar at the <laughs> and that was quite nice for like one semester then i figured out I need some more sleep. So then I worked for an engineer office again and then I was like bored again. Yeah, engineers are weird people. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the German engineers, I don't know how it's uh, somewhere else in the country, but in the world, but I don't know. In Germany, it was quite boring. So then for then Corona came. So I just had to do my bachelor um, exam and I just had an um customer service job yeah actually remote <laughs> from home oh, yeah cool. but this was like not i couldn't do it from here i think because we had to be there every morning 9 a.m to have like a zoom call every fucking mo sorry <laughs> every okay. morning and i was like why do i have to get up every morning at night i know my work i just have to answer emails but no they want to see us every morning so, yes, it was nice for another half year to save some money. But, yeah, and I, I wouldn't work there again. 
<laughs> I gotcha. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> I like that it got so passionate that it brought out a an f bomb out of you. I love that. I think that's like that's very telling and just how how stupid. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. I'll just put an explicit lyrics on this one. Yeah. But you know that these nine a.m. calls yeah. they happen in Europe too that make no sense. Like it, the, this could have been an email. You don't need to micro check on us to make sure that we're actually working today. Very funny. That you deal with that too. All right. So when you guys aren't traveling and you're not working, what are you guys doing for fun? I mean, we're like, how are you guys exploring? Are you hiking? Are you, is it like you like to go to different restaurants? What is it that you guys like to do when you're not, you know, I mean, I guess you're really technically not working, but so when you're not traveling per se to get from place to place, what's been your kind of thing that you guys like doing? Well, restaurants is a good point. Food, definitely. food, food, food. <laughs> uh, we love eating so much. And um, I don't know how to explain. Like we have so many different foods around because we have like so many different cultures here in Europe. So it's like a nice thing to just taste everything. So this is the one big thing we do. Yeah, we probably gained like five or seven or kilos in, in turkey really we need to work out a bit more <laughs> yeah but before gym. traveling it definitely was working out as well and reading i think reading yeah, not for gabo but for me it's really yeah, and hiking i mean when we yes. were in spain um fun fact actually we, we arrived in spain and we thought about spain being super hot and everything's kind of orange well, duh, <laughs> it wasn't. It was like, I don't know, four degrees in the night and we froze big time. But which wasn't too bad. We were in the northern part of Spain and we've made probably the best hike of our lives in Asturias, they call it. It's like this, the Picos de Asturias, these huge 3,000 meter mountains. They're amazing. Oh man, we had so many good hikes. But within the last two months, especially in Turkey, where you had like 43 degrees uh, some days, we couldn't really go hiking, but hiking is a big part. We love doing that. That's amazing. Now, I also see like where I feel like, you know, especially my memory of like Greece and, and Europe and stuff like that was there seemed to be a lot of bike riding. Are you guys taking bikes with you guys or is it just the van? It's just the van. I yeah. think we're both not the bikers, actually. We, we had bikes in Berlin, but we didn't really use it. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. No, that's, that's totally funny. Um, okay. Well then, I mean, if I guess I want to talk a little bit about the culture differences and stuff, cause it sounds like what I'm hearing from you that I love, cause it's kind of the same here in the States is what you think a place is going to be in it for you guys, it's countries. And for us, it's States, what you think it's going to be, isn't always what it's going to be. And you guys have mentioned that a couple of times. And I think that's very interesting, even with research or what you see on Instagram or hear from other people, when you get there, it's usually a different experience which I love hearing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, for, for us, I think, um, for Laura and me, Turkey was like the biggest, uh, like 180 degree turnaround of not being this thing that we expected, especially our parents and everyone's like, no, people are I don't know, almost crazy. You can't go there. It's dangerous. You guys want to go to the Middle East? No, <laughs> I don't know. You will die or something. But it was the exact opposite. Uh, I mean, if you go outside in Berlin by night at three o'clock, it's probably more dangerous than driving around in Turkey. If you have like a flat tire, there's at least 10 villagers coming out, helping you, giving you like 
liters and liters of tea and food and we had such a good time really i totally didn't expect this country to be this nice and welcoming and i could rage on for hours <laughs> it really was a good time that's you know it's funny that you bring that up because people ask me you know in the past do i ever feel scared when i'm on the road and it's like I grew up in Los Angeles, like basically everything after Los Angeles is really nice and safe, you know, and it's funny to hear you say that even where you're from, that just depending on the side of town or the, you know, the, the day or time of night, that it can be a lot more dangerous than w the fear of the unknown in a way. And I think that's yeah, interesting to hear. 100%. Yeah. So in this lifestyle, I, mean, I think it's a simple. Oh, go ahead. Oh. Uh, just just one uh, quick sentence. I, I think it's almost like a simple recipe. If you're nice to me, I'm nice to you. And if you are, I don't want to say idiot, but if you're kind of stupid and do stupid things, do, people will take advantage of you being not so smart. Of course, I won't go out at three o'clock, I don't know, try crossing whatever Syrian borders or go into to like crazy military places but we won't do that and if you're nice to people they will be nice to you and that's basically the experience we had all the time that's really good advice i think i think we forget that sometimes and we also forget like how excited sometimes people are to see visitors it can be it can it can depend on the city if you're going somewhere that's like really high in tourists sometimes they don't like tourists but if you go to areas where they never have tourists, they're like so excited to see kind of new people and talk and find out what's going on and stuff. So I, even I've noticed that here in the States, you would think you wouldn't have people that are completely like disconnected from new people, but they are. And, and people lose their mind. They get really excited when they hear, oh, wait, you're from California? What are you doing way out here kind of stuff? And it's fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> totally. We yes. love that so much. Always when they see us and like... It's, it's hard not to see Germans around Europe, like the Germans are everywhere. Yeah. But we had some parts, there was like no tourists at all. And they were like, oh my God, what are, you, what are they doing? And there was talk and they were exciting. And that, that's super nice, like you said. It's a nice experience. That's very cool. Any advice for Americans that are interested in van lifing through Europe, like where to start a route that you think would be really fun, interesting to them, anything like that before we get into the high low? Um, yeah, I think the route we did was quite nice. Like if you start maybe in Germany, you can do like first either the Balkan, like we do now, like, um, Albania, Croatia, Croatia, Serbia, maybe Turkey, then you can take the ferry to Italy, do all Italy, and then you can do all the... Like the left side, Spain. The left side, Spain and Portugal. And if you have some money left, because it's very expensive, you can do Scandinavia as well. Yeah. But basically, I think the right side, the, the eastern side of Europe was a bit cheaper for us than uh, Spain, Portugal, and, uh, well, France, which <laughs> was quite nice. Very cool. Now... I know you guys are in what you consider a micro van. If someone got a proper van with, you know, a restaurant and stuff like that, is are those hard to maneuver in and around that kind of route, or do you really need a really small vehicle to be able to do that? No. I think it's really easy. Like we had like one route to waterfall. We didn't know what to expect it, and you couldn't have go there with a proper van yeah. but i think that was the only yeah route. but it was cr kind of crazy of us <laughs> going there we, we we heard locals saying no you can't go there the way is too crazy and we basically drove this mountain <laughs> pass 
And we we have like a front wheel drive. It's not a four wheel drive. It's like a city car. Gotcha. <laughs> and really, we were so struggling at some points. But I mean, if you don't go into like small Italian cities or super small alleyways, there's, I mean, the infrastructure in Europe is pretty good. We see huge campers everywhere. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, because I, I think I followed some friends that did a, you know, a small little kind of European tour. And I was surprised the size of the, you know, it was, I guess, considered a class B and the campgrounds were kind of everywhere, but they seem to stay more in kind of the rural areas in the big cities. But I feel like this is going to be something I think a lot of Americans that are especially living the lifestyle here in the States are going to want to fly over, rent uh, some sort of vehicle and then do, you know, at least, a, you know, a couple of countries. And I love the European horns. It's a different horn than here in America. Really? But yeah, yeah. It's a, I can, You can hear it. Both, I think, the European horns and then obviously European sirens are completely different than the States. Like when you, you can hear that in the background, you can always be like, oh, that person's in Europe 100%. Which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. yeah, for like the police sirens, I noticed that in, in, in um, America as well. Yeah. But especially like in, in, in um, here in Italy, they have this super duper small and sweet police cars and they make this <laughs> sweet noises. It's like, wee, 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 right. yeah. <laughs> I, well, I have, that's what I feel about your guys' horns. Your horns are like more of a like a hey, ours are like, hey, get out of here. You know, it's just a different sound to it. <laughs> Which is very funny. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do what we call the low high. So we'll start with the low. So in this lifestyle, what's a low that hit you that you didn't realize would hit you in this lifestyle? And it can't be what I, I do here in the States. It's probably the same. Uh, it can't be about COVID, flat tires, bad internet. Um, those things happen kind of to everyone. But what's been a low in this lifestyle that maybe you just didn't expect? Um. Well, for me, I think, or maybe even for us both, it's not like the lifestyle itself. It's like being in a microvan. We thought, because first we wanted to drive in a Fiat Punto and a tent. It's like an even smaller car and tent everywhere. But now that we have this van, we thought, nice, we are like van lifing. We can sleep everywhere. But not being able to go to the toilet inside wherever you want, take a shower or cook when it's, I don't know, raining. It's kind of frustrating sometimes because you come to a spot where you think you're alone or it's, I don't know, there's no bushes or anything. <laughs> it's kind of, you have to do compromises at some points when you are it's on the road. really exhausting. A, yes, yeah, yeah. sometimes it's, it's really exhausting to just be on the road and not have a base or even a bigger van, which would be a movable base. So if you did it again yeah. and let's say money is no object, you would obviously have a larger van with full facilities. Yes. I yeah. think if like now we want to like fly somewhere else after the European trip. So we didn't bought a proper van, but I think next time we really want to do like a longer road trip in Europe or if you want to go back to Europe, we're definitely going to build a bigger van because yeah. yeah, I think we, we did fight more as well because we were exhausted to like every time we, we like find a parking spot. We, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, you have to build the kitchen. You have to put the chairs out. You have to put the tables out, your complete kitchen out and then you can start cooking. And if you arrive, at night time, it's like super exhausting and you're tired and, and you're hungry and, and you want sweaty. to take a shower. Yeah, right. so definitely a bigger van next time. 
I would hate for you guys to see the condo I pull. I literally live in a condominium that I'm just pulling around. So I, I have, I, I, yeah, it really is. I, and I, 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 I understand your pain though. I mean, I, I haven't really experienced it except for, you know, probably in my thirties, I went camping a couple of times and that's really kind of what you're doing is still very much camping because you don't have a lot of those luxuries and it's, you know, whether you're setting up a bed inside the van or you were setting up a tent, it wouldn't be much of a difference. And so, yeah, really, yeah. yeah I could see how that could <laughs> totally. get really exhausting. What's been a high yeah, though? What's, been, what's been a, I can't oh, believe yeah. this is our life. Yeah. I think the freedom, like to be wherever you want to be every time, like, even after all the struggles you have, you're on the beach. You can just jump into the beach or you have this amazing views. Like always to, you have, you have the freedom to just be there where you want to be now. And I think this is, this, this is just a great feeling. Yeah. For example, we had this one spot in, in Turkey where not too many tourists go. And actually we really didn't plan on going there. It's called the Nemrut. It's like a a big mountain and we drove up there and everyone was like oh yeah you can sleep here and even like the turkish tourists just sat outside their car all night drinking some araki sitting on the ground and we slept on top of this mountain looking into the valley and it felt so unreal because it came totally unexpected and i think these unexpected moments are the thing that makes it worth doing it really is the it's the small moments right that have like the biggest impact. It's the things that really don't cost as much money that have the biggest memories. I feel like. Yeah, for sure. Very cool. Now, if people want to follow your adventures or connect with you and again, folks, I'll link all this down below. So you don't have to try to write it down. Where can people find you guys? Are you guys doing stuff on social media where they can find you? Yes, we, we have like uh, Instagram and you can find us at, um, slowed roads yeah like slowed because we're slow now that we're slow we're <laughs> finally slow <laughs> and roads so slow roads on instagram and uh youtube is in progress we're thinking about doing it but right now it's only instagram gotcha yeah well definitely do the video i think you guys would have a lot of fun i think people here in the states would love to see it as well too so think about doing that i want to thank you both for one rescheduling uh you know, figuring out and finding better internet. That was a huge help. The show went off without uh, mm -hmm. any problems. And I appreciate you guys coming on the show. I haven't had a lot of uh, Europeans that are actually currently in Europe, you know, talking about van life. And so this was a lot of fun. I think people will get a good kick out of this conversation. Nice. Totally was. Really had a good time. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Well, another great episode. Big thank you to Gabor and Laura for coming on the show. And hopefully this will inspire you to maybe think about Europe and traveling around in a van or some sort of RV. I highly encourage doing the States first, getting used to the lifestyle, and then heading over there. But I also I want to encourage you to have a van with a toilet. Trust me. If you want more information or to connect with the guests that have been on the show today, just head down into the show notes, click on any of the links, and if you do reach out to them, let them know you heard them on the Rootless Living podcast. Also, just a friendly reminder, if you're enjoying the Rootless Living podcast or the magazine, make sure to let your friends and family know by sharing us on your favorite social media channel. It's a really big help in getting the word out, and if you use the hashtag Rootless Living over on Instagram, we're going to share it as well. And like always, if you think you know someone that would make a good guest or that guest might even be you, please send us an email at podcast at rootlessliving.com and let's see if we can help tell your story. Until next week, stay rootless.